This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Tuesday the 2nd of February. Finally, after a 10-day wait, it's match day. What? What? It's, it, it's been postponed. Are you taking the absolute... Yes, Mansfield versus Bolton is off again. The Stags' third game in a row, which has been postponed this time due to a waterlogged pitch. When will we ever see a game of football again? That is the big, big question. Frustration, disappointment, anger. Annoyance. Use as many words as you want to describe how you feel right now. Just get them in the comments and get involved with yet another postponement cast. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because rain matters. Come and have your say on your team. Share your disappointment with us at the game being postponed this evening. And of course, share your reaction to yesterday's transfer dealings as well. A lot to talk about over the next hour or so, including the big question. Will we be finished before Cam's smoke alarm goes off? Yes, he's cooking his dinner and podcasting. This can only end badly. Anybody got the number for the fire brigade? 999. Give it a ring, son. Give it a ring. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters Raincast, Rantcast, whatever you'd like to call it, where the day after transfer deadline day, we can officially announce that Mansfield Town have appointed at least 2,000 people via social media to be groundsmen. (sighs) Very annoying it is too. Get your comments uh, coming in and have your say on your team. If you missed it in the last half an hour or so, uh, tonight's game with Bolton Wanderers has been postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. You can see some of the photos uh, going around Twitter uh, and things like that. Now, lots of comments flooding in. 
pun very much uh, intended with that one. It's going to be one of those nights. Uh, we'll get to some of those in just a second. However, joining me virtually as always, Mr. Cam Felton and Mr. Nathan Edge. Cam, I'm going to come to you first. Me and Nathan know it's absolutely hammering it down in Mansfield, but what's it doing over where you are? Could we have played if it was over there? Um, questionable. Uh, currently, Accrington are having a pitch inspection. Currently, Salford are also having a pitch inspection. Salford, um, and I know that Notts County have also got a pitch inspection in 20 minutes. Chesterfield is already off. So I'm just going to call people out, not specifically by names, but if you're in the in the Stags Mansfield Town FC followers or you're on Twitter and you're calling the club tin pot for having the game postponed, you are not a fan. Simple yeah. as. The club have made absolutely every effort to try and get this game on this morning. I have to admit, though, Nathan Edge, when I pulled back the curtains this morning, no, I'm not going to sing, don't worry. Um, I did start to worry automatically because there was a lot of white stuff on the ground this morning as we woke up as well. Yeah, I think um, just the forecast really gave enough to uh, to worry about. Obviously, first we had the snow, uh, which wasn't a too too much of a concern, but that was because it was going to rain afterwards. So you knew the, the rain would probably wash away the snow, but obviously snow melts, creates more water, and obviously we've had heavy rain uh, throughout the majority of the day. So, um, but most certainly in the last couple of hours, it seems to just come down in bucket loads. So. It doesn't surprise me that the game's off as, uh, as good as it is. Absolutely. Let's go to some of your guys' uh, comments. Keep them uh, coming in tonight. want to hear your thoughts on the postponement and, of course, uh, all the uh, transfer news from, uh, from yesterday. Uh, a very late one it was as well. I have to admit, I, I did fall asleep before the last little bit of business and woke up and that did put a smile on my face. Me and Nathan will be arguing about that later on in the show. Uh, Mark's <laughs> kicked us off and says, can't believe the moaning from the Bolton fans. They want the points awarding to them. Muppets. Uh, Jamie says, I'm sorry to say, but the game was never going to go ahead. Uh, Mark says, it's not as if 5,000 travelled down. Andy, pitch is like a sponge, absolutely gutted. Glynn, correct decision, really. It's chucking it down. Um... Uh, Steve says, WTF, imbeciles. Um, Jamie says, we really need to invest in a good drainage system. I don't think that would have helped much, to be honest, with the way the rain's absolutely coming down um, at the minute. And obviously, with all, as Nathan said, with all the stuff over the night. Um, Tom uh, Toby says, state of some of our own fans blaming Mez. Some of them need to live in the real world. Um, James, uh, James says, don't blame Mez. Needs to be better drainage. Uh, Jamie, looking at the weather forecast for the rest of the week, it's not looking good for this Saturday. It might change yet. Uh, Clive says, just imagine how miserable we would have been if we'd been allowed to attend. Um, Stephen says, great bit of business on deadline day by Nigel and David Sharp. Come on, you stags. Victor, get off our groundsman's back. And for Bolton fans, carry uh, on like this uh, uh, like the way they are please respect our club we don't all play in stadiums like yours uh, hashtag good ground crap team uh, Callum says two games postponed in a row uh, I can sort sort of deal with three however uh, properly need that little lift of a stags win uh, Paul says it is what it is guys Alex says why can't Mez control the weather we're not asking for much are we now we're not you know if only it was like Michael Michael Fish if you only had like a little magical bubble over the top of the stadium which could make it sunshine all the time and it's, it's a strange world. Uh, Clive says the club have failed to invest in fog pumps and a stadium roof. Shame on them. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul says surely we have floodlights. 
Oh, God. Uh, Chris says, nothing we can do. All staff tried their best. On to Saturday. Let's move on. I'm disappointed, but from Mez uh, to Mark Burton, they have all tried. Well done, guys. On to Saturday. Um, McCauley says, should have covered the pitch. Take a look at some of the photos. It was covered. Uh, the staff of, uh, I think if you look on Porn Island's social media, uh, the staff, limited staff as well, um, have all been on the, the pitch out there today trying to do their best to to get that s- initial snow cleared get the pitch ready to play a game of football so uh, um i don't just think just 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 to throw one in as well um if anyone's ever been to rotherham fantastic ground um their game's been called off tonight because of a waterlogged pitch and they're in the championship and they've got a fantastic ground with a fantastic pitch absolutely so, um, Chris says that it was the pitch was covered until 5pm uh, Keith says you cannot blame anybody um, it is mother nature Mezzanis team are total stars this is uh, from a crispy dry thirst so take care and stay safe uh, yes absolutely you stay safe uh, as well and stay dry most importantly very well I'd say I'm envious of that but I'm not because I'm inside and it's not raining in here, and if it starts to <laughs> rain in here, then we've got a burst water tank, and that's not good news. Anyway, uh, moving on. This is what happens when you have no football, Nathan Edge. Let's <laughs> delve straight in uh, to, uh, obviously, looking at what effect that does have. We, we've said it for the past two games being postponed. From a positive point of view, it allows us to get players back, and none more so than the two players signed on deadline day yesterday uh, allow them... Uh, to be registered in time for the reverse fixture, to the, for the rearranged fixture, whenever that will be. Obviously, we've got the rearranged fixture with Warsaw in a week's time. So, um, Forest Green at home, Touchwood on Saturday. The only potential um, free Saturday, just looking at the fix, free um, Tuesday, sorry, looking at the fixtures in the calendar, would be between. Uh, the, the, the yeah the the sixteenth between Colchester the Colchester and, and Cambridge, Cambridge game yeah so. Uh, it looks like Saturday, Tuesday, Nathan Edge for you know the rest of February. Well, it's quite funny actually because uh, just what last week was it? We were sat here discussing this exactly the same thing about fixture build-up, and we were saying actually we were in quite a good good position because we uh, we had a few Tuesdays free. All of a sudden, they've been, <laughs> been all of them been they've taken gone. up now. It's uh, you know it's, it's 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 had the opposite effect. But that's that. I mean, we kind of said that's part of the problem. You. You don't know what's around the corner, so we've spoke about that. Uh, you know, this might not be the last game postponed this you know this season. I'm, I put good money on it, probably not being the last game postponed. So we've still got that uh, to contend with. Obviously, we've got COVID suspend, uh, postponements in there as well, either via ourselves or other teams. Is that potential still there? So, you know, I think as fans, we need to get get used to this a little bit in, in the sense that. You know, we, we we just spoke about them people going on social media and criticising ground staff, which is absolutely ridiculous. But yeah. I think what's making it worse is the fact that we're not there. And that sounds weird because you think people would be more annoyed not travelling to the match. But I think the difference is, because we're not travelling to it, we're all sat at home in nice warm houses, uh, probably a little bit bored, really want the football probably more so than usual. Um, and it's kind of like become a bit of a virtual bit of entertainment for us, hasn't it? And I think people just... I think disappointed, frustrated, whatever. That all of a sudden the match is not going to be on for them tonight, and they're, and they're taking their their anger out on the wrong people, to be honest. So, um, just obviously, yes, be disappointed, be gutted. We all are. Um, I'm probably more annoyed at the fact that this was postponed the first time round because it probably could have played, and that wasn't again down to our staff. That was down to the 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 powers that be making the the referee making the decision too early. So that's by the by. You know, we've we've been over that. 
Um, so this game probably should have been played. It's not. Move on. Uh, and let's hope, you know, touch wood, we can get the game on for, for Saturday and we can get this fitted in uh, somewhere nice on, along the schedule. Yeah. Um, just the other point you say about the, you know, the, the positive about players settling. It gives our players time to settle in. I'm a bit more disappointed. I think they they made more signings on deadline day that I think probably would have uh, featured in the first team. I don't think either of our two would have started tonight anyway. Uh, and I think they would have probably been missing more of those signings than, than we than we would have been tonight. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. We've we've got to play them. You know, it's just one of them things. We can't control it. So just get on. You know, get over it. Really. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing is is critical to highlight here, Cam, and that is. You know, pictures won't tell the the full story, of course. There'll be pictures which have been taken from the stands by members of the press who, you know, do the thing which which press do and they'll tweet a picture of the pitch saying it's been postponed and people will have their say and have a look at where the covers are and things like that. But unless you're at ground level looking at how, you know, how much water is on the pitch, how the ball's moving, you're not going to be able to tell. And I think the important thing here is to is just to accept it and, and accept it for what it is, not start playing the, the blame game because it, on social media because that's a ridiculous thing to do anyway, and, and just move on. And yeah, it's very frustrating because we've ha- we'll have had basically two weeks should the game go ahead on Saturday uh, between fixtures, but it is what it is. It, this season was always going to be a strange one anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And I think, I mean, yet, I mean, uh, just this season in general, I mean... Getting a game postponed for the second time is probably just sums up this season so far. Um, or at least we're not the only ones in the situation because that Derby uh, Rotherham game got called off just before kickoff last time as well, and it's something that we've got to deal with. But not just as a club; it's just an area. That's the thing. There's so many games called off tonight, and it's it's not just us, and it's not just us in this situation. So I think that it, yes, it's frustrating because I, I think it'd be more frustrating if we're actually there though. Because you think it's an hour until kickoff, where where would we be? I'd be soaking wet through on the pitch, just about. Yeah, I'd say you'd be running around with a bunch of kids and Linky. So Do, that's with the mascots, by the way. Let's just put that into context for anyone that's not seen the bloody show before. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Cam! <laughs> Honestly, let's move quickly to the comments. It's probably wise. Maybe Dilla Burns. Hope it, hope it, hope it tastes absolute crap now. Um, Chris says we will look back uh, in a few weeks at seventh place and wonder what the fuss was all about. Um, Ryan, what do you think of Maynard going to Newport? We'll come to that in just a second. Um, someone says, "Let me go uh, and get me helmet." Absolutely, uh, I think I'll need it more. Uh, somebody said should have covered the pitch. Callum replied saying, "Yeah, something tells me they probably did." Uh, Craig says, "Why don't these so-called groundsmen go and do Mezza's job for a week? I'd like to see that as well." Uh, Jamie asks, "Why did we sign a goalkeeper?" Don't understand it. We'll come on to the transfers in just a second. Uh, Victor, our ground has been good in past seasons. If fans are going to play, um, are going to play Mez, uh, maybe. Uh, next time have uh, snow and days of rain they come down to the ground and try and get the game on Uh, Mez is good at his job Uh, William says we should remember we offered to play last Wednesday and they turned it down they shouldn't moan Um, uh, uh, Jim asks could we play tomorrow flexibility Um, I don't with the weather I'm not sure we we probably could Uh, but certainly this time last week Nath we've it, it could and maybe should have happened. That yeah, could, they'll be regretting that now. Yeah, we offered it them. They turned it down. Due, their reasoning was something to do with training, which was stupid. 
um you know so and, and we could offer it them again now and uh, first of all that surely that would still be the same problem because we're in exactly the same position as last week um and second of all like you just said i think because of the forecast it's not like last time where we were pretty confident it would have been on. I think looking at the forecast, I don't think it would be on if it was going to be tomorrow. You know, if this came 24 hours later, I think we'd have all known this game was going to be called off today, tonight anyway. And I think that'll be the same again if it was to be due to be tomorrow. So uh, I think what we should be realistic, I think it's probably going to be that week that was said between Colchester and, and Cambridge where it'll probably be slotted in, provided they haven't got a game that week. So it could be even more interesting if they've got one scheduled then. Absolutely. We'll come around somewhere. Right, let's talk football then. Let's not talk rain. We're None of us are, are weathermen, although Cam once did tr- pretend to be one. Um, let's, uh, let's Let's talk <laughs> transfers. Um, transfer deadline day yesterday, Cam. Uh, obviously, two coming in, one going out. Let's start with that one. Nicky Maynard, uh, the very last uh, minute confirmed, uh, out on loan to Newport County. They announced it by taking the mickey out of our uh, signing video by doing some sort of, uh, uh, whether it was Minecraft or some sort of gaming video. G- with GTA, GTA, was it? There you go. And mixing it in, whatever. Um, They've signed him on loan till the end of the season. Judging by the comments from uh, from Nigel Clough as well, which I'll read in just a second, um, it looks like his Mansfield Town days are well and truly over. Do I have to answer this one? Yes. Do I have to just palm it off to you two? Well, I mean, you can if you want. Make, let's make a whole show out of that. Let's go. Nathan, let's go. Me and you, let's go. Come on, son. I'll have a quick one. It's rather disappointing because we know Nicky can offer something. It's just not happened for him this season. And yes, he's been injured, but it just, whether that's Cochlan being Cochlan and just ruining his head. Um, You're going to have to explain like that seen. one. Like, just being bummed down. I think Jordan Bowery mentioned it and James Perch, just the camp, oh, yeah, okay, uh, Ollie yeah. Clark. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the just the camp being a horrible place to be and it not being happy and whatever and I can't there were other comments along the way but um, I think that's probably what's happened to Dickie and I think when you're a striker you need confidence and if you've got no confidence around the club and in the training ground then you're not going to have the confidence on the pitch so I think that's it's a good bit of business to get him out it, it frees up some budget yes it's disappointing because he's only got what uh, till the end of the season on his contract so he's going to leave on a free. So that's rather disappointing. Yes, we'd got him for got him on a free, but it'd have been nice to get something for him. Have we replaced him? Uh, yet to be seen. Depends what um, this new striker can do. But uh, was probably expecting maybe someone else to come in as well, considering we'd lost two two strikers already. Uh, we'd lost two strikers now, and we only replaced it with one. Well, let's start the fire. Let's start the fight, Nathan Nathan Edge. Ding, ding, seconds out, round one. Here is what Nigel Clough had to say uh, about it. Uh, This was the statement yesterday. The 34-year-old has appeared 21 times for Mansfield this term, scoring on four occasions. The frontman will not be eligible to play for Newport against the Stags when the Exiles visit the one-course stadium in April. Uh, Nicky wanted an opportunity to go and challenge for first-team football, and this move also gives him the opportunity to earn a contract somewhere for next season, says Stags manager Nigel Clough. Nicky understands how well the front two players are playing here and hasn't he hasn't featured too much in the last month or two. It's been a pleasure working with Nicky and I hope he does well at Newport. Um, right, you are not happy about his departure, are you? Right, hear me out before this gets, uh, gets a bit nasty. It'll get a bit tasty here. I'm not happy about it, but 
forget the fact that it's Nicky Maynard for a minute. I'm not happy about it, simply because we've let two strikers go and we've brought in just the one. And I think, I know the counter-argument is we've got Laps that can go up there and, you know, you've got Charles up there already, but if you put Laps up there, you, you, you lose a midfielder then. So, you know, there's, there are counter-arguments of people that could potentially be play there. I think the jury is still out on, on Reed, whether he is good enough. We have seen him improve, but to put all the pressure on his shoulders, is he quite ready enough to take that up on himself? Jordan Bauer, we've obviously seen a massive improvement in him, but can we rely on him for, for, for goals week in, week out? They, you know, his goals have dried up a, of late, so there's that aspect. So my problem is it's not the fact that we've let Nicky Maynard or Andy Cook go. I, you know, I said this at the start of the transfer, Dad. I, think, I don't think many players I would say no to uh, letting leave if they're you know, the reasons were right. Like we say, the wages is a big deal. But I personally think that we've missed out on um, on on our initial targets throughout January for whatever reasons. Not a criticism. These things, these things happen in January. I just worry that the one player we brought in, if we lose one of, one of those players with suspension or injury, we're, we're very, very short up there. So it's not necessarily the fact that it's Nicky Maynard, although I did want to see how he might get on in this in this performing team, because obviously we haven't had the chance yet. Uh, but I'm not too concerned that he's 34. He's aging. He's probably gone his best, and it frees up wages. So it's not the fact it's Nicky Maynard. It's the fact that we you look at the bench now, we, we're looking pretty weak unless we bring in a free agent. And I can't see that happening uh, with it being, you know, at this type point of the season. Right. So go, your turn. I agree on the point that we're left with little in backup. However, like you said, and like I said in the group chat, um, you've got players who can play up there. We're looking, uh, you know, the likes of Jason Law, Tyree Sinclair. Yes, they may not be as experienced as what they need to be, but they can play in those positions. You can push other players up. You can tinker with systems. If this was Andy Cook being let go on, on deadline day, um, obviously I know he's already gone, but if it was him, um, say Maynard had already gone and if it was just him left and he was sort of the third choice if you like the backup striker I would be disappointed as I was when he went anyway because the offers are something different different argument but Nicky Maynard has not been interested in playing for Mansfield Town in my opinion uh, for a while and I don't think he offers as much as what some people make out um, that he does and my biggest argument over the whole thing is I will always back a player in a Mansfield Town shirt whatever happens and I was happy to do that however like I said in the summer any player that holds a club to ransom in my opinion um, and and from judging by what was said in press conferences etc by the previous manager any club that does that over wages um, doesn't isn't in it for me they're in it for the wrong reasons he's 34 years old um, yes, he's he's got a good CV, a good footballing CV, played at good levels, etc., and will therefore command certain fees. But this is Mansfield Town. We're not here to chuck huge contracts at players. Why pay decent money for one striker who is getting on a bit when you could play average money or competitive money for a younger striker and maybe an even younger one on a loan deal? Personally, he's just not done it for me. He's not lit anything up this season. And last year, when people were banging on about him as well, it was an average player in a bang average team. 
I'm happy he's gone. Gets money off the books. Um, you know, I wish him all the best and thank him for what he did do last season. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does do at Newport. He'll probably go in and, and bang 10 or so goals. And at the end of the season, you'll be going, well, he could have scored 10 or so goals for his country, Craig. But I'll still stick by what I said. Um, you know, good luck to him. But we're better off without him. We've no doubt the deal which we've done would have covered his wages, probably covered some sort of um, goal bonus, which he scores or whatever and, and things like that. I think we just we just get on with it. I've said for months and months and months and months and months that this season was never about going to earn a playoff place when Clough came in. And I still said it two or three weeks ago, and you called me a pessimist, and you probably will again in a minute. Um it was all about rebuilding for the future next season. Disappointed we got rid of Cook, yes. Um, but another experienced player with rumoured big wages. Same with Maynard. That's two players off the books that cost a chunk of money. Let's get that out of the way. Move on. Go for next season and take it from uh, from what we've got. I think we've got enough within our squad to cope with anything that comes at us because I'm comfortable in the knowledge that we can... A, sign free agents and some players at clubs who aren't playing, who we perhaps couldn't secure on, on loan, may well use player power and agent power to, you know, do what a couple of players have done in the past. We had Jacob Mellis do that, do it last year for us, you know, terminate the contracts and effectively become free agents. The door is not closed. We've got enough there. See you later. If <laughs> last night, I agree, I, I do agree with you. I, I, this is what, but by what I mean by forget that it's Nicky Maynard. I'm not, I'm not defending the fact that it's Nicky Maynard. I'm defending the fact that we let a striker go. If we, after that tweet, tweeted saying Jimmy Knowles has, has been recalled, ah, now you I see, I would be now, happy you, now. now you see. I think I, Clough's, I think you've I know, got, I, Clough, I think say. you've I, got, I think Clough's got half of that in his in his mind as well because probably, can, probably, in a, it's not too late. Probably in a two or three weeks' time, I think the national legal end anyway. Well, possibly, and if that does, then we might be we might be okay because obviously then surely by default he will re- return. However, I don't know how this works now. Whether we have got a clause in there where we can recall him whenever. Hopefully we do. So if we were to get injuries, then we've got a bit of cover. Um, but that's my issue. It's the fact that we're just short on numbers. And, and if we're talking about yes, Tyree Sinclair or Jason, I mean Jason Law's not featured much at all. Uh, surely you'd expect you'd want Jimmy Knowles on the bench, you know, no respect to the other two, but or along with those other two on, on, on the bench to say, all right, any of these players either underperform or get injured, we've got somebody, we've got an option. So we, we're very short on it. So, like I say, it's not about Nicky Maynard for me, it's just about not having the numbers in We're not sure on it. I can name you four players off the bat who can come, come in and play there. We've got you've got your front three, Jordan Bowery. Obviously, Jamie Reid, you've got Harry Charlesley playing up there in that three yeah. at the moment. You brought in this new fella, Ollie Scar, Scar, whatever he's now, have you suppose I'm that angry I can't pronounce his name properly. Sar- I, Sarkic. Sarkic. Got him in. We've got, it, we've got him in there. Ollie. Ollie S. Um, we've got him yeah, in there, right? One injury. No, right, right. One injury. Take one of those out. I can name you four players now. All right, the inexperienced. All right, the younger lap, players. Nathan, no, 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 not talking about like, Lapsley. Come on, no, not talking about Lapsley. Nathan, sorry, I've hit the microphone. That frustrated. Nathan Kane, uh, Josh Scott, uh, Tyree Sinclair, Jason Law. There's four. Come at me. Well, Let's go! Come on! Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's not at the club, is he? I'm dealing with what's yes, at the well, club. He be. That's my point. That's, Bring him yeah, back. I agree. Lord. 
that's dear. fine. But that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, we just need one more in there. And I'm happy as Larry. For the mentally sane Stags fans, I do apologise for these pay tonight. I'm just glad that Craig went to sleep last night before Nicky Maynard's uh, departure got announced. Oh, I was dancing in the morning. Like, Don't worry I, about I that. I wasn't ready for that argument last night. I thought <laughs> yeah. I was saying for today. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <at> <laughs> <minute>. <laughs> I don't know why we're arguing, because we're agreeing, just on very minor different points. <laughs> yeah, and it's providing entertainment. Uh, Cam may have to dash off at some point if his food's ready. He'll just quit the call and me and Nathan will stay to argue. Uh, lots of comments uh, coming in on the Maynard issue. Clearly. Uh, Clive's kicked it off, best comment. Uh, Nicky Who. Uh, Mark says, I stand by what I said that Maynard and Cook weren't interested at all this season and I'm pleased they're out. Uh, Craig, Maynard wasn't interested one bit. Chris, Maynard's contract ends at the end of the season, good riddance. Um, Victor says, my concern is where the goals are coming from. All over the pitch, Victor, all over the pitch. We've got good players at our midfield. The way we're set up to play, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily mean... We need to rely on an out-and-out goal scorer. However, I do agree it would have nice would have been nice to bring one in just to just to have a little bit of a comfort blanket. And I do also agree that we've probably signed Plan D. Let's move on from that though. Um, uh, Ethan says happy to see what Scarships can do. Uh, Jim says I think with the pandemic and revenue lost, Clough may have been briefed to cut the wage bill. Hence, two big earning strikers going out and not like for like replaced. Again, I agree um, with that, and it boils back to my original point about what Maynard allegedly did in the summer, and you know, possibly. His re-signing possibly forced the door open for for me to play the music, which I'm not going to do. Um, Chris says, what's wrong with Bowery and Reed? Uh, Mark Maynard never looked interested from when he re-signed. Um, uh, Gav says, 100% Nathan, you have thought uh, like-for-like replacements would be coming in. Uh, Dave says, don't forget Super Sub. Uh, Noel's perhaps not ready from the start but good to come on last 20-30 minutes if needed if we're winning uh, Paul says you spot on Craig about Maynard it would have been nice however to have got Aikens uh, Jamie says spot on Craig um, Ryan Bowery not going to get us 20 goals a season more like 10-12 to 12, and can, and uh, cannot see Jamie getting much goals for us as well but um, again if uh, Bowery can get us 10 and the midfield between them can get us another 15 and the defence can chip in as well. Happy at that. Uh, Clive, I'm Stone. with... Cr- yeah, and Stone, of course. I mean, I didn't even add him in my four. Should have done. Uh, <laughs> Clive says, I'm with Craig on the Maynard issue. He's not given a toss all season. Mark says, lol, Craig. Uh, Roger says about the weather. Just come back from Audi car park and was a swimming pool. Thought to myself, that game is off. Bloody hell. Um... Richard, I'm a little surprised that both Cook and Maynard were allowed to go, but at the same time, this gives other players from the academy chances to step up and earn some opportunities. Uh, Roger says Jimmy Knowles is an option, uh, has an option to come back, uh, but hope not. Uh, that that's hope. Uh, Scar Scarlich will do the business. Um, Clive says play Mez at centre forward. According to some, he's no good as a groundsman. Idiots. Uh, Victor says Maynard or Cook uh, been good this season. Better off. Uh, without them time, maybe to give some of the younger lads uh, a go. Dave says, so who is the proven goal scorer now? Um, I suppose Nathan Edge. Nathan Edge. Uh, why not? Um, two career goals. <laughs> two, two career goals. Um, Jamie says, what did Maynard do in the summer? Um, 
I think went on holiday. Did go on holiday. Um, for those who can't remember, and I'm not going to say word for word because I can't remember what the previous manager said. But if you remember, he was when the retain list came out originally. He was under negotiation to sign a new contract, and he dragged it on and on and on and on. And Graham Coughlin, the then manager, said words to the effect of, um, "He wants." a certain amount which we're not prepared to pay at the moment the door's closed if he wants to uh, have a conversation on terms which we are willing to pay then the door will reopen so in my opinion i think reading between those lines they were he wanted a high amount of of money to re-sign his contract when he could have moved on free to elsewhere but those clubs who, you know, came in for him, if you listen back to his interview and re-signed, he had options to go elsewhere, didn't take up those options on them. One of them, I believe, was Plymouth, who, of course, were promoted to League One under his old manager at Bury. So, in a nutshell, sort of demanded a, a, a big wage and, and strung it out for a little bit, and which probably meant that the club didn't go in for certain uh, targets. Um, Callum says that music is reserved for Danny Rose and Danny Rose only. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, CJ, CJ as well. And CJ as well, yeah. And sometimes and Maka. Sometimes Amari, if Definitely we're feeling not. that way. Uh, Terry says <laughs> lots. Or about, about Paul Digby. Absolutely, that's a different song entirely. Uh, Terry says lots of really good players in the leagues below who are kicking their heels due to their lower leagues being halted. Thought Clough might have looked in to bring some quality from below to take a look at them. And that's the other thing, isn't it, as well, Nate? You know, with I know we're sort of having a bit of a tongue-in-cheek argument, but if those leagues do get ended, there may well be some clubs who um, can't afford to, to keep them on the books, so might may look to, to offload them. They might even be out of contract, so the pool of agents becomes a little bit bigger. Would you? Would you? Would, you... would that? Would that slightly change your mood or, or not? I mean, unless they're Chesterfield and they bring in players and just decide to furlough the ones that they don't like, you know, and get taxpayers to pay oh, for that, yeah. that's possible. But um, you know, you have got that prospect. You know, you they, we have said that you obviously still could get free agents and. I don't mean people that are already free agents because they probably aren't. If you're going to get free agent strikers out there at the minute, they're probably free agents for a reason or they're not very good. But there's always that prospect where certainly with the lower leagues, if something happens and you know the contract's mutually terminated, then there is always chances of, of, of free contracts. I just, I just don't think it's very likely in the fact that we're looking for a striker. So, yeah, I think any club would probably want a free agent as a, you know, certainly as a, in a striker position. So we'd we'd be fighting against many others. Um, and that's talk about if something does come around. So it, it's always an option. And I think uh, certainly Clough and the, uh, and, you know, and the, the other staff will, will always be looking at that and seeing, look, you know, checking the options, basically. Alex says, need players uh, in that are wanting to play to improve their personal development or have an interest in playing. Players who are there picking up a wage and nothing else are the worst type of player to have within a dressing room. Absolutely. Perfect uh, perfect comment. And that's the argument I was trying to get out with Nathan, but no, he just wants to have a fight for some reason. Um, <laughs> Roger says, I thought Maynard said he had unfinished business with the Stags, to which Mark replies, yes to take as much money out of us. Your comments and your comments only. Uh, uh, keep them coming in. Uh, Ethan says, bring back Ada Yusuf. Why, do we need somebody to go to the toilet in the Apparently corner of the group? he's going to Chesterfield. 
well this well, only, to be, only to be furloughed in a couple of yeah. weeks only to be furloughed in a couple of weeks time um, Stephen says we are building for next season the younger players may get valuable experience uh, Andy says think club and Clough has made the right decision on Cook and Maynard not justifying their high wages and must be counterproductive when trying to bring players in demoralising for players earning less Clough wants a tight group uh, I'm going to come to Cam for a quick comment on the others before he has to shoot off and uh, eat burnt food um, I mean why you'd put food in before a podcast is just an absolutely ridiculous move to make in the first place because you know that these aren't time these aren't time specific podcasts this could go until midnight it, it's, the behaviour recently yeah. from you has been absolutely they- shambolic to be honest it's, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's just not good fun uh, let's come to you uh, other business yesterday then uh, you know I'm only joking and tongue in cheek uh, other business mm. yesterday from the Stags um, we did bring us forward in on uh, on loan from from Blackpool. Worked with Nigel Clough before, and judging by his stats uh, as well, Cam, his best season was under Nigel Clough. And we've seen already with you know the likes of Jordan Barry that Clough, uh, if managed in the right way, can get the best out of these players. Yeah, I'll say just playing them in the right style, give them give them confidence, and I think that we, whilst we're not a hundred percent there, we're really starting to see what Jamie Reid can offer and. And and people were calling for his head. Uh, well, the the week before Clough came in, to be fair, um, and it's disappointing because we, as fans, we were expecting a lot more. And I think, I think Clough deep down might be disappointed that he's not been able to get his targets, and he might have been with like Plan C, Plan D, whatever. Um, but like, yeah, like you said, Craig, I think we've we've got options. It's just. We've not got ready-made options, which is the issue for me personally. I don't think we've got... Should Jamie Reid or Jordan Barry get injured, we've got no striker on the bench now, and it seems that we're settled in this 4-3-3, whether Sarkic should be on the bench for the first couple of games and then bring him on towards the end of the game or whatever, or whether it should be straight into the team, we don't know. But for ready-made options off the bench, impact players off the bench, I don't think it fills the box for me personally but I've got a question but that, in fact but I've got all the questions well that's without seeing him play and I think it all depends on how Clough actually wants to play him and how the team's going to work I've got a question for you Cam in fact I've got all the questions how do you make a player ready made without giving them the opportunity when they're young well yeah exactly but eat that it's, but it's, <laughs> it's the players that are on the bench that when they've been given the chance they're not anywhere near ready but you, so, you don't get ready with, without game time, do you? And you, you know, you look they, at. Well, I think the youth players, the youth players aren't even. I mean, they've only just started playing. I mean, the youth team lost again today. That's not a good thing. But they can't even. Get, these younger players, they're not ready because they can't play. But the, where they would play, aren't playing at the minute. Yeah, so therefore you give them. So therefore you 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 man up, you you grow some balls, and you give them a chance in house. Qu- yeah, question for you both. But it's do not going to help us. We're safe. Yes. This could yes. dictate. Yeah, you both yeah. think we're safe. Ish. Well, oh, if you so. think we're safe, then, then yes, that you know it's probably the the right opportunity right now to go and throw those youngsters on. I'm just annoyed the main one isn't here, but bye bye. So yes, that that could work. But it's if we start dropping down the league, we need to worry about, and that's that's my only concern. Personally, I I think like I've said before, you know. I've had that pessimistic view for a while, and I still have it because, you know, it's got it's swung the pendulum swung back the other way a little bit in terms of, you know, we're, we're playing catch up now. But we're fortunate at the moment because all of the teams above us 
seem to be playing their games at the moment. And because we've made this this climb in the league positions, um, whilst we were able to play and weren't having games called off for you know for frozen pitches, for waterlogged pitches, etc., etc., you know we we'd created a good buffer, and we've been fortunate um, in terms of the results which other teams have had, which has not seen that buffer closed at all. And if and it is an if we can continue to make progress with our games in hand, I would be very happy if the season ended with us in 14th where we are right now, job done and move on. It all depends on what we do in those games in hand. I am not overly worried that we will have such a drop that we'll end up down there. I do predict, and this is where people will start calling me pessimistic again, I do predict that we will hit another bad run of form, another poorer run of form. This winning run won't last forever and it's going to be very difficult once we get playing again on, on Saturday touch wood to pick ourselves up after such a break but you know we've got enough about us in the changing room now to have a much better mindset than what we did a couple of months ago and with that I think we're all right I think it's the other way that we're looking at it I think it's that other thing of oh we're still making a chase for the playoffs if it happens brilliant great whatever but I'm not bothered let's just survive and see where we are which is definitely the job which Nigel Clough was brought in to do in the first place, which was get us up the league table a little bit, see what can happen, trim the squad down in terms of finances and protect us, and then and then go from there. And so far, he's doing a pretty good damn job. I'm not worried about drowning. I just think we need to kick harder. That's the thing. Even I, I agree. I don't think we need to like. I do think we need to like just stabilize ourselves where we are, but you look at the league table and the games in hand that we've got over the teams above us and we've got to play quite a, I mean we've got to play um quite a lot of these in the next coming weeks um obviously Walsall next this time next week uh, Forest Green at the weekend we've got games in hand on nearly all of them and just where the way the results I don't not say that it's going to go like this constantly but it just seems that things are going our way at the minute and if we could win these games in hand then the season's a complete opposite of what it was a couple months ago when we were staring relegation in the face because now we've we're not gonna have a massive playoff charge but the, just the way that this decision this division is shaping up it could be anyone in that sort of like mid mid table range it could be us it could be oldham it could be crawley it could be scunthorpe it could be any of us just way that this it's so tight in this division and a good run changes everything. Point proven, us. I tell you what, this, so, this is this is my stance on it. If if you like, want my honest opinion, I'm not looking at the playoffs now. I'll always say it on the show when when it comes to you know looking at the league table and stuff in terms of points gap. But on a personal level, I'm not even thinking about a playoff charge, and I won't be until April. If we're in around it around April time, then yes, brilliant. Optimistic Craig will come out shining clapping and, and all of that and, and we'll be fully behind it but let's just take it game by game and push away and wherever we are in April when we've got that final little leg of the journey let's go with that keep your comments coming in uh, if, if Cam if you do have to leave us you know what to do just just wave uh, goodbye and... just a quick one before you go to the comments before I do go um, Nigel Clough's been talking uh, doing his uh, press conference um, I don't know when that'll be out I think that's on Facebook now so if you want to watch that Go to watch after, that this. After, after this, after this. <laughs> um, 
I've just been flicking through Twitter and Manchester Evening News of uh, Ian, Ab- Ian Everett's furious, apparently, about the game. But he's not blaming us. Um, he says he's furious. Obviously, he, Chesterfield, he, he lives 20 minutes away. Uh, this is what he says in the Manchester Evening News. Apparently, there's a local ref that came to look at the pitch. This was at like 12 off 12. Apparently, he said it was iffy, but they'd give it a go. Lo and behold, the 11's open and we have another game called off. I'm sorry, but I, I think the EFL and the FA need to be looking into who they send to the games as a local referee to be able to judge that because you like you said this morning craig like a few minutes ago about going the opening the curtains this morning saying it's not going to be on if fans think it's going to be off just looking at the weather then what does a referee have when it's snowed and rained and it's only supposed to get worse. I don't see I'm, I'm, where... I'm sorry, but I've got absolutely no sympathy for... I know he's not blame, necessarily blaming Mansfield. Oh, yeah. And I know, I mean, and I know he's, he's having complaining a... Bit... About the tra- yeah. He's complaining about the travel cost for the hotel. Yeah, uh, the travel but that's, cost. That's, for them, paid... that's for them to get re-subsidised by the, but... the EFL. But no, no, there's, there's no argument there whatsoever because they had the chance last week to play the game on Wednesday when it kind of got ahead and they turned it well. down. So if he if he's yes, coming out yeah. and if he's coming out and saying, oh well, the year we, we're going to cost us money. No, you had the chance last week to play it, and now it's bit you on the arse, you spirite. But I, I I do believe that he has a point that the FA and the EFL need to look at their officials. He's got no think, point. He's got no point whatsoever. The, 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 the FA and the EFL and the FA have been an issue with referees for God knows how long, and point proven. This is that. why. What what are they going to do differently? Week, what are they going to do differently? Last week they called it off too early, according to him. Now they've called it off too late. So yeah, you can't I mean, win. They gave it a chance today. Yeah. Whereas last week he's done exactly what they, they they've done exactly week, what he wanted last week. But last week they should have known that they could have given it chance. This week they should have known that they couldn't give it chance. Looking at the weather, I'd... it's just simple. It's like if it, there was like ninety five percent chance of raining this evening. They I'm sorry, but that's like that's today. like saying that the, the the EFL or the FA are going to appoint somebody to decide whether games are going to go ahead by flipping a coin in the morning. Right, Jeff, which game should we pick today? Oh, it's it's ball number forty three. It's going to be Salford against Exeter. Shall we call it off? Heads for yes, tails for no. Flick it. Oh, it's on the rim of the coin. We don't. I mean, know. I thought it was a match day referee who made the decision anyway, but, but it's um... as, it's as simple as looking at the uh, the weather forecast like today, like last week. You could have looked at the weather forecast, known it was going to stay dry, it was going to warm up. That match should have been played. This week, you should have known at 12 o'clock when it was first looked at that if it's a bit iffy then and it's supposed to get worse, that it's not going to be playable. It's not rocket science. But on that point, right, 12 o'clock comes, they look at it and think it's a bit iffy and then they call it off. And then two, three hours later and there's no rain, no snow, no cold, no fog. Get the boxing gloves out. You know, they can't, they can't win. They're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. Ian Everett can shove his comments where the sun don't shine. The Spyrite should have played the game last week when he had the chance. Oh, great fence-sitting, Nath. I don't know, I'm just saying I'm with Craig. (laughs) Exactly. I thought you said you you agreed with... I thought you said you agreed about the officials. No. No, I'm with Craig. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) Do you know what? As much as annoyed as I was about the game being off, I bloody love this last 15 minutes. It's been great. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh dear, I can't wait to slag each other off again on Saturday. It's going to be great. I'm going to go to some of your comments. I'm going to let Cam go and eat his food and cry into his pot noodle. Is that what you're having, Cam? What's on the menu tonight? Uh, lasagna. Homemade lasagna. Homemade lasagna. Tears yeah, Cam can cook, you know. Cam, Cam can cook. You mean you can it operate... Faster, it counts. You mean you can operate a microwave? No, it's not a microwave. not got a microwave. You've not got a microwave. What sort of student no, are you? Get out. Get out, we be gone, child. Here. Be gone, child. Right. Be gone. Good. Right. Have fun. See you, see, you, see, you, see you Saturday, hopefully. Goodbye, Cam. Ish, oh, maybe. Ish, probably. maybe, probably. Bye. I mean, to be honest, Nath, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> I can't believe he was uh, siding from a spa right there. I know. I'm a bit concerned about him right now. I know. I mean, oh, who, dear. Who, who really cared what Ian Everts said? Yeah, it did, the, the the point is the idiot should have taken up the option to play the game last week. That that's it, right? Let's go back to some of your more comments, and then me and you will talk about uh, the the other bit of uh, transfer deadline dealing yesterday, and then we'll probably go and have a lie down in a dark room, not together, because we're not in the same house. Just to add that out there to any conspiracy theorists out there, um, I'll shout through the water and eighth. Yeah, I know. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, Quickly as well. Uh, Chris says, I think the gaffer sees enough goals from midfield as well to warrant an out-and-out striker. Also defenders at set pieces, i.e. corners. Um, Mark, however, says, I think we still need to work on corners, to be honest. Um, Victor says, I think whatever happens this season, Clough really needs to uh, push uh, next season. And I think that's exactly what he... he that, that, that's exactly what he's been brought here to do. You know, you listen to what he said um, when he first came in as manager. This season will be what it is, and then next season we'll have a real good uh, real good go at it as well. Um, Pedro says, I reckon Clough is seen uh, setting up more defence-style side before wanting to win 3-0 every game. Uh, Nigel says, no more snow forecast until... Saturday morning. Uh, Clive says we don't need hundreds of goals. I'll take on, I'll take 15 one nil wins between now and the end of the season. Amen to that. Um, Chris says would eight points from four games in hand be enough to keep us in a reasonable league position? Uh, yes, I think it probably would. Um, Andy says no standout team in the division this year. Best I've watched were Carlisle who ran all over us. Um, Dave says think we would all be happy at mid table this season. Roger this. Uh, the team's not broke, so he won't change it much, injuries permitting. The new signings are just for options for him uh, to minimally uh, tweak uh, the side. Uh, Clive told Cam to uh, stop digging. Uh, um Andy says, hotel would have been needed whether called off this morning or later. Uh, Victor says, game can be on half an hour before um, only to be called off one hour later. He had the chance last week. Ever get over it, absolutely. Um, Pedro says, Craig, you need a pint of chamomile tea after this, mate. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, that or something alcoholic. And I never thought I'd say that. Uh, Roger says, let Cook go to Bradford. One more will spoil the broth. Um... Chris says, just looked at the weather forecast between now and Saturday. Uh, note but rain, game off Saturday. Well, if, if it is off Saturday, me and Nathan will put together another thrilling edition of the Lone Eleven or, you know, players <laughs> player puns on, on rain or something like that. Let's talk players though, Nathan, because yesterday we had a signing which surprised us all, didn't we? Uh, Mansfield signing uh, young goalkeeper Jamie Pardington on loan until the end of the season. Uh, the 20-year-old shot stopper stands at six foot five and signs... Uh, uh, and signed for the Premier League outfit Wolves uh, in 2018, following a spell with Rush All Olympic. Um, 
Stag's boss Nigel Clough said, we wanted another goalkeeper to come in and give us some cover and Jamie fits the bill. We don't have anyone between Aidan Stone and 17-year-old goalkeeper Mason Campbell. We needed someone in that age bracket to come in and train with the first team. We're pleased to have Jamie on board. We perhaps thought it might see one of the keepers move out. It didn't. And actually thinking about it from a logical point of view, one injury, one suspension, one COVID um, would then leave, you know, a 17-year-old goalkeeper um, on the bench and a 17-year-old goalkeeper in senior football, uh, that's very different Different for having a 17-year-old striker or midfielder who's got players around him. That's a big responsibility and in my opinion, uh, I actually think it's a, uh, it, it's a, it's a good move um, by the Stags and by Nigel Clough to, to, to bring in uh, that position. Uh, I mean, we've got more covering goalkeeper than we have strikers now, but no, I'm only joking. Um, yeah, I mean, when it came through, it was a, it was a strange one, very unexpected. You know, whenever, I think whenever we've been discussing where we think we expect to see additions, nobody said goalkeeper at all. Um, so we did, we did wonder, are one of them, uh, you know, on the way out? From, um, you know, Clough's co- uh, comments in the article when the signing was made, it didn't look like it was going to be one on the way out. It, it did say in their sort of third choice so you know it's um you know it it was a surprise in that aspect but like you said i, I don't think we'll be paying much for him uh obviously he's a young lad uh, but but still sounds like a what was he six foot five six foot five yeah uh, yeah so I mean, he's pretty small you know um <laughs> no so you know in that aspect he's built to for, for a goalkeeper very uh certainly more so than what probably 17 year old would be so you'd like to say if, if worst case scenario we did have to rely on him you know he probably could come in and do a job they also wondered you know maybe an idea have we got one eye on for him next season could he be somebody that Clough is looking at for next year and one that's coming in the building so we can you know see how he gets on up close you know there's also that prospect so uh, I don't think we'll see him this season to be fair but uh, that's probably a good thing that means we're not going to have you know, injury, suspension or COVID problems, but uh, the, the cover's there, so he's not going to knock it. Absolutely right. Talking of uh, transfer business and things like that, Nigel Clough uh, has obviously, spo- obviously spoken to you uh, I follow Stags. Um, I'm going to read a bit of an excerpt of that now, which is on the uh, the club's website, specifically talking about the uh, January transfer day uh, dealings. Uh, Clough says, it was pretty hectic all the way through. We had a good training session first thing, then all attention turned to the transfer deadline. We'd been working on a few things anyway for the last week, uh, but it always inevitably goes to the last day. I'd had a chat with Nicky Maynard last week and talked about how well Jamie Reid and Jordan Bowery had done and his opportunities would probably be limited. He asked to look at things with a view to earning a new deal for next season. If he sits and just comes off the bench a couple of times, that doesn't help him for next season. We want to be fair to everyone, so he went to Newport on loan with Craig Priest's uh, very much stamp for approval. Nigel Clough did say that. No, we didn't. Um, we're very happy with the squad that we've got. We've got Oliver Sarkic in at the last minute. He can play anywhere across the front line. We brought in the third-choice goalie, Jamie Parlington, in, which we needed. We'd already got Stephen in... Uh, Stephen Quinn in two. Uh, Sarkic will offer us a little bit of quality. Technically, he's a very good player. He has versatility and can play anywhere across the front three. We'd been concerned for the last couple of months that if anything happened to Marek Steck or Aidan Stone, then we 
we're delving into a 17-year-old on the bench from the academy. We've had plenty of games where if you have a 17-year-old on the bench, your goalie gets sent off or injured. We needed the third choice and we're very happy with Jamie. We're very happy with the squad overall. Tyrese Sinclair will be involved, as will James Clark and Jason Law. We've also mentioned that if we need a striker on the bench, we'll promote Nathan Kane from the academy. He played at Scunthorpe in the Papa John's Trophy, so there are no problems if he's involved as well. We'll never take anyone for the sake of it, so if we're going to sign any young player, let's look at our own young players first and give them an opportunity. Your thoughts on that immediately, Nathan Edge? Um, I mean, it's basically saying what we've what we have been discussing, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day now, I think what's quite obvious is that he probably hasn't got his targets, initial targets yes. that he set out for the for the January transfer winner. So, uh, you know, I think that's quite obvious. I think we knew that anyway. Um, so this, but this is what happens. We said this is what we were saying just before January. We we were hoping that you know the COVID situation might help us in the fact that you know it's a bit of a bit of a buyer's market out there. But it's not for whatever reason. So be it. That's just how January pans out. Um, you know, for building a squad, that's when you need the summer. And 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 Clough has said that himself. So, you know, we we all know that by now. So there's that point of it. So what you're left with? Yes, he's got the uh, Sarkic in. Um, I'm glad which, you can say it because I've got no chance. I probably said it wrong, but anyway, well, I mean, I've been saying mayonnaise for the last uh, six months, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, and and I've been saying Hayden Stone, so whatever. Um, you know, so we've got in Sarkic, um, and I, you look at his recent track record and you think, not a very good signing, but then actually delve a bit deeper and look at what he did under Clough, which is what, which yeah. is what the most important thing is. And actually, I'm a bit more optimistic about it. I'm a bit more hopeful, and I'm... Um, Certainly ready to, to give him a chance anyway and see what he can do. Uh, so looking on from that, you've got to rely on the young players. And actually, to be fair, we've all been saying it for years. We want to see young players involved, but we haven't really had the opportunity. So now we have, because we've, we're probably going to have to rely on them at some point. Um, you know, I think as long as we are where we are in the table... I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy and I want to see... Because, it's you know, there's, there's not much pressure... And the young players can certainly come in and do the, do the job then. And hopefully we can find a gem in there, someone settling in. And like you say, they, they can be made, be made ready to play by playing. The only issue is if we drop down that table, that's the only time I'll start to worry a little bit about the strength in depth. But at the moment, looking at what it is, and let's be positive, and let's say we can maintain our position in the table, then it's going to be an interesting end of the season. We're going to see players that we didn't really think we were going to probably get the chance to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've been saying, like you said, we've been saying for years, it's always, uh, you know, it's always about the future and things like that as well. A uh, couple of comments that have come in on that. Uh, Chris says the last no-name goalkeeper we had from Wolves was Rod Arnold. Look what happened uh, there. Uh, Roger says can't see the new keeper playing, but do agree it's good to have a backup plan. Uh, and Mark says nobody really wanted Greenacre at first either. And again, uh, look what happened there, Nathan. Pining out for uh, Wellington Phoenix to... Add an email address for him so we can try and get him on the podcast and get us all flights uh, when it's safe to do so out there. Get him in the team. Get him in the team, why not? Don't care, probably what, 40 something now, I'll attack him. Absolutely, you never know. You never know what what might transpire. (laughs) Um, Last little bit of business to sign off on tonight, Nathan. Let's let's end it with a little bit of uh, brightness. Me and you have had arguments uh, tonight. We, We don't usually do that. We usually see quite eye to eye on... On, uh, on a lot of things. Although we did sort of make up when Cam sort of, you know, was was defending a former Chesterfield 
you know, yeah, just, yeah no. Let's, let's not go there. Yeah, let's, oh, let's, just, let's just not. But yesterday we had a, an epic idea, didn't we? You know, we've been ashamed, I think it's fair to say, about the Nicki Maynard signing video since it happened. It's always, you know, it was tongue-in-cheek. It was quite, it was a bit fun, but it's always had that little element of cringe to it, hasn't it? I mean, we'll be forever remembered for that, and I don't yeah. think it's in a necessarily and so, positive, so much, positive light. Yeah, and so much so, Newport obviously decided to do a mock version of it when they uh, announced him signing. But we have come up with a, a fantastic idea for the next signing, the first marquee summer signing, haven't we? Yeah, uh, and I think it's... I mean, Genius, it's, basically. It's, it's, a, it's a dog's... But, yeah. Yeah, it is the doggies what's it? It absolutely is. So, imagine the scene, right? Um Nigel is in his office, obviously on his desk. He's got a picture of his of his dad, and he's scratching his head a little bit. He can't find that missing piece of the jigsaw. And uh what he does, he picks up the photo of his dad and is sort of asking for a little bit of divine inspiration and suddenly he hears a voice in his head. Listen to the dog, son. Listen to the dog. Right? What happens next? Bobby, Nigel Clough's dog, suddenly starts barking, jumping up at the window and putting a paw. Of course, we're imagining that Nigel Clough's office overlooks the training ground, right? We've got this, this creative license in this one, Nate, yeah? Okay, yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, Nigel Clough opens the door and Bobby whoosh, whisks, is running across the field, scampering after. Then the camera cuts to a figure from behind doing keepy-ups, doing all twists and turns, and then it cuts back to Bobby nipping at his feet, and Bobby gets the ball. Bobby sits down, the crowded figure strokes Bobby's head, camera pans away to see Bobby wagging wagging its tail and the face of the new sign-in revealed. What a video. And And then, no, it's not even finished yet. It's not even finished yet, son. It's not even finished yet. Oh, you know, and then it it goes back to to Nigel in the office. You know, the deal's done. Signatures on the paper. Shake of the hands. Door closes. Back to his desk. Picks up the photo. He says, "Thanks, Dad." And he goes, "It's okay, son. Just remember, you're certainly not in the top the top ten managers in the country, but you're certainly in the top one. Job done. Video done. Sorted. Right? Genius. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood would be proud of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. Say. I mean, I, I mean, I'd added a bit of detail. You know, where you know when it when it you get the close up of the dog sitting next to the the sign in. I mean, I'd want the player's foot to be on the ball and the dog's paw to be on the ball. Yes. You know, and 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 the the, the stroke has to be under the chin as well, just to yeah, add a little bit of extra detail. Yeah, in yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. That's got to be the next sign in yeah. reveal video. So it's got like it's got the player's like signature, and then what about this? To seal the deal, Bobby's paw print dipped in ink and then put on the paper. <laughs> yeah? Yes, yeah, I'm liking it, yeah. You see, that's it. You know, that's all you want from your new signings videos. It's um, end, of, end of the season, Bobby's yeah. player of the season. Yeah, yeah. He abs- selects his player, you know. Yeah. Trophy of Bobby. Yeah. A little bit of a port. I think we need to see a picture of Nigel Clough's dog. We need like, and it needs its own like Instagram account. It needs its own little video series. This is what happens weather forecast and, and everybody when you don't play football for two weeks. It's just, it, it's ridiculous. But what a video! What I mean, what a video! 
that that could oh. turn out to be. It's... I mean, imagine if uh, Saturday's close, you know, uh, postponed as well. I mean, we're going to have a full movie. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Adventures of Bobby. I mean, we'll start thinking of titles as well. We'll work All on it, people. Nothing. Mansfield Town. Yeah. Coming to Netflix yeah. soon. Streaming yeah. soon. Does it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome, everyone, yeah, by the way. Yeah. yeah thank you for joining you, en- you enjoy that. I mean, I guarantee tonight when you go to sleep, you'll be dreaming of that video. And you and, and and you know, you'll be you'll be dreaming of that, that line where, you know, Nigel Clough looks at his photo and and, and 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 you know, he hears the voice of always listen to the dog son. I mean <laughs> genius, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean I wasn't a fan of COVID Cup. But this, I am fully on board with. 100%, mate. Absolutely. It's it's awesome. It really is. Uh, Chris says, shocking how Craig. Uh, Clive, I want a pint of what Craig's been drinking. Um, and Pedro says, Craig's had a pot noodle made with vodka rather than water. He's a proper maverick. Don't like pot noodle. But, you know, maybe there was something in that McDonald's I ate earlier. Maybe that banana milkshake was a little bit awry. I don't know. But I think it's a, it's a genius, genius idea. It really is. Genius idea. Uh, I think that's a perfect way to, to end the show, to agree on such a wonderful idea. It is. I mean, I was going to throw in a question about who Nigel Clough might sign in the summer, but I'm predicting um, uh, I'm I'm predicting that, you know, we might have a few more postponed games and a few more of these, these moments where we're going to have to fill content somehow. So I'm going to leave it um, for then. And like you said, Nath, I think it is, you know, best left that um that we we do leave it there and you know is there anything else that you'd like to see in that in that dog announcement video before we before we sign off or are you happy I mean, with where it is i've got the whole evening to, to think about it a bit more now so uh i'm sure we can we can add to the scene as uh as weeks as days as podcasts go by yeah absolutely i'm if sure you're not subscribed or following or got the notifications on already. I mean, I mean you're missing out. You I mean you are oh, missing out. This is this absolutely. is this is absolute top quality contest, and I'm sure that Bobby would approve. Ruff! Yeah, see you though. The bark of approval, the seal of approval. Uh, that is it from us tonight. Thanks very much for watching and joining in. Unfortunately, no game for the Stags due to a waterlogged pitch at home to Bolton. The Stags next due to be in action on Saturday at home to Forest Green Rovers. All eyes on the forecast going forward. Whatever happens, join us again on Saturday from 1.50 as we bring you pre-match build-up. And if the game's off, we'll bring you some more top-quality content like this. You know what you you need to do, son? Sign the dog. I'll stop. I'm going to stop. Thanks very much to Nathan Edge, to Cam Felton, and to you guys getting involved in the comments as well. This is the Barking Mad Show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters and because football matters. And by God, are we fed up of the weather ruining it and meaning content like this. See you Saturday. Goodbye.
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.